guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Connie, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. It's a podcast that's not about gardening or growing marijuana, thank God, but is about how to walk in radical faith and full submission to God and how to handle the difficult seasons of life and all of the twists and turns of the everyday journey that can drive us nuts. I am so glad you're here. Join me as we dig into the word and find hope and confidence in Christ. Hey friends, welcome to the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Thanks for bearing with me the last couple weeks. I have not been able to publish a podcast. Um, There's been some struggles going on in our family and some sickness and a lot of transition. So I just wasn't able to get out a new episode for the last two weeks. But today I'm back and I'm going to share with you a verse in scripture that has been meaningful to me. Um, This has kind of been a little bit of a dry time. And a little bit of a time that's been down, you know, filled with some anxiety, some depression, just some struggling. And this verse came to me and I meditated on it for quite a while. And I feel like I was able to comfort myself with the truth in this verse. And so I want to share that with you. It's Romans 8, 26, and I'm reading in the Amplified Version. So the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness, for we do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it worthily as we ought. But the Spirit himself goes to meet our supplication and pleads in our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. So the first thing that this verse states is that the Holy Spirit comes to our aid and bears us up in our weakness. And this weakness is specifically talking about praying. And I don't know about you, but it is hard for me to maintain a fruitful, consistent, deep prayer life. It takes work and energy and effort. Not that we are supposed to live by works, but works are involved when we are following the Lord. And so I know for me that it's a discipline more than anything else to spend time in prayer. And I know that it gets harder when there's something that I want that hasn't happened. And I feel like I've been praying for a very long time about it. And sometimes I have. And sometimes my very long time is just an hour. But this verse assures us that the Holy Spirit who indwells all believers, he comes to our aid and he bears us up in our weakness, our weakness referring to prayer. And then it goes on to say that when we don't know what to pray or to offer it in the right way. So some things that we pray for, you know, To us, they're good. To us, they make sense. And humanly speaking, they're all of those things. But we're not omniscient, omnipotent, all-knowing, sovereign as like God is. We don't possess those abilities to see into the future and to know how all of the fabric strings of our life should be intertwined together in the right way that brings about the right result. We can only see extremely limited versions of what we want to see. So when we pray, we often 
if we're right with the Lord and we're praying, we often don't have um, anything other than a general idea of what we should be praying about. And sometimes, and most of the time, we don't even have that. Most of the time, we're in this second um, place where we don't even know how to offer up the right prayer. We, we're so limited. And so we have this assurance that if we are spending time in prayer, even with all of these weaknesses, all of the weaknesses that being a human encompasses, all of the struggle, that the Holy Spirit himself, he comes to our aid and he bears us up in our weakness, but he also meets our supplication. So our supplication is our prayers. He meets our supplication and he pleads on our behalf with unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance. This unspeakable yearnings and groanings too deep for utterance makes me think of the passion and the emotion that Jesus feels when he prays for us. And then it also re-solidifies the fact within my heart that we have a father that loves us. We have a father that although he is God, he prays for us, that he gets down and gets in the muck and the mire of our lives and he is interceding for us. And I looked up some commentary on this verse, which I'll share with you in a moment. But over and over and over, what you see is this God, this, this triune God, Jesus Christ, God and the Holy Spirit, all working on our behalf to strengthen us, to help us enter his presence and to know how to pray. And when we fall short, he's taking the little bit that we offer and he is pleading on our behalf. I want to kind of jump over to another topic here. I know that there are a lot of people. There's one person in particular that I'm praying for this morning um, regarding a baby. Um, And this person has been praying for a long time for a child and they've been met with a lot of losses. And of course, I know that story. Uh, you know, I've walked it my own, my own self and my, with my own family. And sometimes, maybe not even sometimes, maybe more often than not, as believers, I would caution you from giving up. You think you've prayed long enough and you think that God has shut the door and you think that he's not going to answer. But I have learned in my life more times than I can count that we give up praying and believing. And oftentimes the things that we want, God is going to work out. He wants them for us, but he doesn't just want to answer the prayer in a quick manner. He wants to build our character and our dependence on him and our belief in who he says he is. And he does that in the season of our uh, wilderness wandering. When we're wandering in the wilderness and we are wanting something and we can't make it happen, that is the season where God isn't withholding to be mean 
or withholding because he doesn't like us or um, he likes to see how much we can stand or tolerate. None of that is true. It's that for every quickly answered prayer or fast delivered miracle, there's a cost. And I can't give you my assurance that I've gained in the deepest, darkest valleys. I wish that I could. I wish it worked that way. But scripture is very plain that we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. And I think part of that is coming to a place where we just know that we know that we know and we don't have to defend that we know. We just rest. And when the storms of life come, we plant our feet firmly in the cemented truth that God hears us and he's working and he's all powerful and he loves us. And all of that goes back to he's good. And when nothing else makes sense, we pray, God, you are good. Help me to be faithful in this season. And another thing to pray, excuse me, is help me to keep praying. Help me to keep believing. I experienced three losses, three deaths of three precious babies on the way to becoming a mom. But I gained my assurance of who God is because I didn't let that, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I didn't let that valley turn me away from God, but I let that valley be the thing that led me to wrestle and to battle, to come to terms with and to believe that God is good and that he has to be good because everything rests on that fact. And ultimately, I got my prayers answered. It didn't look like what I wanted it to look like. It didn't Um, come together as neatly as I wanted it to come together. But God was glorified and he did a work in me that has strengthened me so much. And now as I face other difficult things in my life, I go back to what I learned in that dark valley. And I prayed over eight years before it was finished for a baby. Another instance is I was very sick as a child and my mom and my grandma prayed for over 18 years with no evidence that I would ever be healed. But they kept going to God. They kept falling at the mercy seat, they kept bringing me and my life and all of the shattered pieces of who I was. And they kept praying for me and they kept wrestling with God. And part of the wrestling is all of the questions and all of the things that you don't understand. It's praying, it's refusing to give up and decide that God doesn't care. It's going over and over and over again. Lord, I'm hurt. I'm upset about A, B, C, and D. Help me to accept. Help me to understand. And when we pray like that, he answers and he begins to change us in such a deep way. 
that when we get out and we're on the other side, we have learned something that isn't able to be shaken. And that's the problem is today so many of us can be shaken. If it's the right storm that lasts the right amount of time, then we would question if God is good and if we made a mistake by trusting him and following him. But I would say that this discipline of prayer, this discipline of going to God no matter what, not letting him go until he blesses you, we give up. We give up because we decide that because it's taken X amount of time or we've experienced loss instead of what we wanted, that God must not going to be going to do what we wanted him to do. I brutalized that sentence, but I think you get the picture. God is a good God. And scripture says that if we pray within his will, that he will answer those requests. The assurance is that if we pray within his will, he answer the request. There's no timeline on that. And there is no way that that will look that's written out in scripture because God is a divine God and he's outside of our comprehension and our ability to perceive and understand. What a tender, tender father we have. That he puts up with us, that he loves us, that he gives us his word. And that if we take time to look at his word and to meditate on the scriptures, we see a God that over and over and over extends himself to us. He's giving us examples and insight into his love and his tenderness towards us. The Spirit himself goes to meet your supplication and he pleads on your behalf. Spurgeon wrote regarding this verse and prayer in general. He wrote, never give up praying, even when Satan suggests that your prayer is in vain. Pray in his teeth, pray without ceasing. If the heavens are brass and your prayer only echoes above your head, pray on. If month after month your prayer appears to have been miscarried, If you have no answer, continue to draw close to the Lord. Do not abandon the mercy seat for any reason. If it is a good thing that you have been asking for, and if you are sure that it is according to the divine will, then wait, tarry, pray, weep, plead, wrestle, and agonize until you get what you are praying for. If your heart is cold, don't wait for your heart to warm Pray your soul into heat with the help of the ever-blessed Holy Spirit who helps in our weakness, who makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Never cease in prayer for any reason. If the philosopher tells you that every event is fixed and prayer cannot possibly change anything, go on praying. If you cannot reply to every difficulty that man suggests, Resolve to be obedient to the divine will. Pray without ceasing. Never, never, never renounce the habit of prayer or your confidence in its power. And Hudson Taylor once said, Ill that God blesses is our good. An unblessed good is ill. And all is right that seems most wrong 
if it be his sweet will. Friend, keep pursuing the promise. Keep pursuing God for the thing that matters, the healing that you need, the baby that you want, the restoration that you desire. But submit and surrender to his will and his goodness and wrestle with him until you are able to accept his place as Lord over your life. I hope that this comforts you and gives you some hope because we are all in the same journey together on the struggle bus trying to be faithful in the midst of a difficult life. Thanks for listening. I hope that you'll share this podcast with your family and friends and be sure to check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Weed Seeds and Beautiful Things. You can also find me at my website, read my blog, purchase a t-shirt and some art at WeedsSeedsBeautifulThings.com. Thanks for listening.